0: Good morning. This is Daniel Morris, senior investment strategist with BNP Paribas Asset Management, and welcome to this week's edition of Market Breakfast. Uh, as always, a lot, a lot to talk about. Some big events last week, uh, potentially big events coming up this week. One of the things that people certainly have been focusing on and still talking about uh, is the tech sell-off. Uh, we certainly had fairly significant declines in some of the fang stocks, Facebook, Apple, Netflix, um, and Google. Last week, bre- spread more broadly into the se- sector, and also we see weakness in tech at the beginning of this week in Asia. Uh, so how much should people be concerned, and what's behind this? Well, in terms of what's behind it, uh, on one hand, it shouldn't be too surprising you had uh, gains of over 20% in the tech sector globally so far this year, far more than you've had in any other sector. The next best sector was healthcare, which was up to 12.8%. So on one hand, I think it's a fairly normal consolidation and profit-taking uh, in the sector given the returns that you've had year-to-date. I think what we, we need to remember are two things. One, that the earnings outlook still looks supportive for technology, it still has the best earnings prospects probably among the sectors in the index. If you look at earnings revisions, they're still quite positive. So the fundamentals are still supportive. So I think uh, at some point people will be coming back into the sector. Secondarily, if you look at valuations of technology, uh, they also do seem to be not necessarily attractive on absolute terms, it's hard to find equities that are attractive in absolute terms about anywhere. They seem to be expensive most places you look, but tech doesn't look particularly expensive compared to other sectors, and again, it does have good earnings growth. I want to point out, though, and this is something that wasn't picked up much by commentators, is that while you had this tech decline, you had big gains in the financial sector in the U.S. last week, at least partly premised on the repeal of the Dodd-Frank Act by the U.S. House, as investors Still, are believing in embedding on some progress on the regulatory front in the U.S. and the support that that should provide for uh, equities and corporate earnings. So, of course, besides the tech sector, you had results of the U.K. election uh, market surprise as we have been off and on over the last year or so. Most immediate reaction, uh, if we look at sterling, if we look at gilt yields were declines in both of those, reflecting primarily uncertainty about the outlook at this point. So that's going to be the key thing in the market. Uh, General interpretations are that this leads to a softer Brexit, which should encourage, to be honest, stronger sterling and higher yields, but we may not see that for a while because, again, too much uncertainty about what the landscape is going to be like and how things are going to evolve over the next six months, let alone the next two years. Uh, one immediate beneficiary of all this, however, were large-cap UK equities, FTSE 100 up uh, well over a percent on the day, uh, less of a move in small and mid-cap equities. So certainly, large-cap equities benefiting from the weakness in the currency over the medium term to the degree you think a small brex- stock Brexit is more likely. This should benefit corporate earnings in the UK, both for large and small and mid-cap stocks. And then... Uh, other news last week, though, probably a little bit less momentous than some people had hoped, was the announcement from the ECB, their uh, uh, meeting and minutes from their deliberations generally interpreted by the market to be a bit more dovish than expected, so you saw some weakness in the euro, but again, like technology to some degree that had gained a pretty good amount over the course of the year, so to see a bit of profit taking there, probably not so surprising at this point. A bit of a balance in the forces between the dollar and the euro here, on one hand, uh, still have strong growth in the eurozone, even if the, the ECB is a bit dovish. Uh, on the other hand, in the U.S., you do have the Fed expected to raise rates this week, expected to raise rates again in December. So both banks, in a sense, uh, supporting tighter policy, which is going to have an equally positive effect on both currencies. Last thing to mention for this week uh, is what we did see with the decline in spreads for Italy. This is based on the expectations of either early elections, though that now is seeming a little bit less likely. Uh, Perhaps more importantly, uh, ongoing discussions about changing electoral law, which is being interpreted by the markets as something that reduces Italian risk, and also results over the weekend that showed support for center-left and center-right parties, uh, again, reducing investor anxiety, at least for now, about the risk from Italy in terms of uh, upset in the Eurozone. So, by and large, uh, generally speaking, good news for a lot of asset markets last week. We'll see how we get through the Fed, not just the Fed, but the Bank of England and Bank of Japan meetings this week. So, still central banks very much in the news. So, that's it for this week's edition of Market Breakfast, and we hope you will join us next week. Thank you.